Hey everybody, hope you're doing well. It is Saturday, March 5th at 4.21 p.m. Purdue has just uh, gotten their final win of the 2021-22 regular season. Final game, senior day in Mackey Arena uh, where Purdue honored Eric Hunter, Sasha Stavanovic, uh, Matt Painter, pardon me, they didn't, <laughs> Matt Painter, um, uh, Sasha Stavanovic, Trey Williams, and... Um, uh, was it Walburn? Uh, I don't know his last name. Um, but the walk-on, a walk-on. I apologize, man. Uh, my brain's not working very well. Uh, if you're anything like me, um, that last couple minutes was tough to watch. Uh, I said on Twitter, if you hit your free throws, you win this game. Purdue hits some free throws, doesn't hit all of them. And I use smartly, I use smartly, kept fouling Trey Williams. Purdue couldn't get the ball to anybody else. I use a pretty good defensive team when it comes to denying the ball. Uh, but Purdue wins 68-65 and proves to uh, – shoot, this is not right. Um, sorry, I got the wrong uh, – improves to 25-6 and six on the season. And um, they'll head towards the Big Ten tournament with, uh, I don't know, some momentum? Could you say that? I mean, it was uh, – it's better than losing. Uh, we can say that. I'm not – as frustrated with, as I was versus Maryland because of the context of the Maryland game. I think IU was a desperate team. I think IU's a pretty well-coached defensive team. But IU's inability to shoot and hit threes specifically kept Purdue from really getting rolled there with about five minutes left, seven minutes left. Um, IU got cold. Let's see. They hit um, 37% of their three-pointers, but listen to the, oh wait, they hit 25% of their three-pointers. Purdue hit 37. Um, I use bad shooting team, that's all there is to it. Um, Xavier Johnson played really, really well. Um, he was kind of the, the dude for IU. Uh, he's also really tough person to enjoy watching. Um, he got in Sasha's face at the end of the game for no reason. He, um, Act, he reminds me kind of a crazier version of Lance Stevenson, a crazier, less talented version of Lance T Stevenson. Um, remember that same guy that put his, half his arm up um, EJ Liddell's rear end uh, a couple games ago versus Ohio State and a frustration point there. Um, so he has a history of, of being a punk, and, and he did that today. Trace Jackson Davis played pretty well. Um, and uh, one thing that killed me is watching Cop hit threes because that's it. If you watch... Miller Cop, that's all he can do is set his feet and hit threes, and Purdue allowed him to set his feet and hit threes over and over and over. Let's see, he hit, yeah, he was four for six from three. That was it. And that, that really, it almost spelled Purdue's doom because that's the guy. That's the guy who can hit threes for IU. Nobody else hit threes on that team. Reese Thompson went one for four, and that th the three that he shot was in the opening minutes of the game. Um, and that's it. Everybody else was over on IU's team. Um before I get into produce stats and some storylines, uh, let me thank our sponsors, um, Martin Vintage, martinvintage.com, and are boiled at checkout. Uh, get 15% off. Uh, AJ's, if you got to go there, great. Uh, if, you, if you didn't, go to Spring Game. Go to, eat, go to AJ's. Uh, get, get a burger, get some beef, get a pint. EatAJ's.com. And then um, uh, Gridiron Metalworks. I got some great news about Gridiron Metalworks. I got ex some exciting stuff coming your way. Stay tuned. Um, They've got uh, some pretty cool news coming, I think. So um, they're they're working on the site and working on some some cool stuff. So check them out. <clears throat> um, but uh, yeah, so Purdue um, Purdue wins sixty nine sixty seven. I apologize earlier. I was 
Um, here's an interesting stat, though. Purdue has won twice in the 60s. They've won twice in the 60s. They beat Maryland, and they beat IU. Um, both teams, it took Mackey Arena. It took a raucous Mackey Arena to get the job done. Mackey sounded great today. Um, my brother was at the game. He said it's great atmosphere. Even before the ball was tipped, it was it was uh, super loud there. And um, uh, Mackey did what it could. The paint crew did what they could. And then uh, Ivy and Williams uh, proceeded to try to foil the whole thing. Uh, both of those guys played badly. I don't know how else to say it. You know, like I... Ivy goes two for 11, uh, three turnovers, but he was making plays where he would, again, the leaving the feet and not having any idea what you're doing with the ball kills me to watch. He did that a lot today. Um, he did it a lot down the stretch, too, and he made some plays where he'd leave his feet. He's so far out of the basket, he couldn't possibly even go to the hoop. And he'd have to just, in desperation, try to fire it down the baseline or behind him. Uh, didn't work out very well. Trey Williams... Wow, he hit two important free throws. He missed two two free throws that would absolutely put the game out of reach. Um, he turned over the ball three times as well. Um, so just those two guys right there, the way they were handling the ball and the way they were disrupting the offense. Trey was trying to do what he's done the last couple games where it seems like he's just doing too much, uh, trying to do too much out of the post, you know, kind of. The things that make Trey great are also things that make Trey struggle. And um, today... He was struggling. Um, he was struggling. He couldn't, I mean, Trace Jackson Davis did a good job on defense on him. Um, played him pretty well. Kept him relatively bottled up. Um, Zach Eady had a pretty good good game. I do not understand Matt Painter leaving Williams in there. I think the thought is that Purdue was getting killed by the pick and roll um, when Eady was in there. But Eady on the offensive end was very effective. And Williams was kind of a bit of a turnover machine and um, just completely out of sync. Just, he, he, he did this a whole bunch of times today where it looks like he almost thinks he's a uh, a wing scorer where he faces up because he didn't do the work and post up underneath. He couldn't get position. So then he faces up at about 18 feet and tries to get fancy with the dribble, and that's not his game. It doesn't make much sense to me uh, to watch that. Um, but there were some uh, there were some bright spots. I'm going to tell you my favorite, of course. I think the guy, if I give the game ball to anybody, if I say the player of the game is Eric Hunter Jr., Played a solid game. Uh, he was uh, the guy who was defending uh, Xavier Johnson, I think, on both of the last possessions. Um, he uh, forced Johnson to have to take – it wasn't even like a Ron Harper type shot where he was moving to the left. He was leaning all the way underneath, kind of threw it from his waist. Um, Hunter played well on both sides of the ball. Uh, he was 7 for 12 from the field. Uh, he had five rebounds. He had five assists, only two turnovers. Um, he had the ball in his hands a lot, and he had a couple of very key buckets. He had a couple. He had a three in the first half when Purdue was in a bit of a swoon that that kept him up, and he had a three in the second half the same way. And he also had a drive uh, to his left where it was high off the glass, and then he had another one very similar that he missed, but it was still a good shot. It wasn't a bad shot. It wasn't kind of like what Ivy seems to do these days. What he's been doing the last couple of games is he's taking shots that just aren't good shots, or he's not even getting the shot off at all. Hunter, conversely, is driving, getting the ball to the hoop. Even if it's bouncing off the front of the rim, he's taking good shots. Um, and also Stefanovic, he um, didn't shoot well from three, but I think he hit one or two in the second half. Finished three for six. He went six for second, six for seven for free throw. And uh, Ivy, that's one that's bright spot of his game. I'll be very, very fair here. He hit. He was four for four from the free throw line. That's huge. Uh, 
especially for a team that's not shooting free throws. Again, Purdue below 70% from free throw free throw line. This is an ongoing problem. They were 66.7% as a team. Um, let's see if there's any other stories here. Uh, Gillis played hard, but was relatively quiet. Had a big three, I think, in the first half, but was just a little off. Like, it looked like he was going to hit him, but um, his his shot is lovely to look at. He's got a uh, got tremendous form, and uh, he's the only guy on the team that consistently kind of gets dirty for the ball. He made, he did some hard, um, uh, some of the hard things, the little things that make Purdue, what we what we think of as Purdue basketball, Gillis is that guy. And Stefanovic and Hunter both kind of jumped on that and were giving that effort too. I think Stefanovic and Hunter both had diving plays to try to get a 50-50 ball. That was huge. He had seven rebounds as well. Um, Edie had 11 rebounds. Um, but uh, Purdue's defense and Purdue overall – does not look like what I was hoping them to look like as they had the Big Ten tournament. Granted, Carson Edwards team uh, had a bad loss down the stretch to Minnesota. Um, so it's not like you have to be perfect going in, but it just doesn't feel like there's any momentum. Purdue still played their best basketball of the season, I would argue, in November. That's not a good thing. I think they can get hot in the tournament. I don't know if they will. I don't have much reason to believe they will because two of their best players simply don't look like the best version of themselves. Uh, hopefully, hopefully Trey Williams can find it again. Remember, he had another little swoon earlier in the season where he wasn't really in sync. Uh, hopefully, he can get back to it. So, I uh, got a couple people here alive. Um, Handel reminds us, winning ugly is fine. But goodness. And he's right. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, in conference, Ivy shot 30.7% from three. 30 what? 0.7 from three. 30.7. Okay, Ivy, Ivy, but so that's an interesting stat because on the season he's over forty or right near forty. Okay, so Ivy started out very hot, the season very hot, from three. Last year I think he finished, he was like twenty nine percent, twenty eight percent from three. I think all season. Uh, LBD reminds me right now that um, Ivy finishes the con- conference play, shooting thirty percent from three. So not very good. Uh, I think you got to get that number up to thirty four to thirty six to really get people to respect you on the drive. And that's probably part of the problem he's got, right? If if he's hitting his three, I mean, the one thing he's been doing to try to make space is he's been shooting threes from even deeper. Um, and that could be part of his problem as well. So uh, it's not very good. Um, Motor City Boiler says, I guess stumbling forward is considered heavy momentum. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I'm not. Uh, you, if you guys tune in after other games or uh, you were here after the Maryland game, I think you can probably note the tenor for me is different here. I um, I was extremely let down there. Like I said, that Maryland game, that was a bad Maryland team. Um, but uh, I use not a bad team, but I use also not a tournament team now. They absolutely need today, I think, to get on to the bubble, on the right side of the bubble, and I think they're in trouble. They probably need to win. I think they need to win three games in the Big Ten tournament to get in now. So they've got their work cut out for them. Um, yeah, Richard Connors has a good point. He says, uh, Ivy looks like he's got a case of the yips the past few games. And I think that's interesting because his decision-making is poor. And I think that's what you're referencing, uh, Richard. I tend to agree. He, is, um, he does have the yips. He's not playing as well as he has regular, in, for much of the season. But he's just not. I mean, if, you, if you're not resolute in what you're going to do, it's awfully tough to make a play. Um, yeah, T-Rex says Ivy and Williams has struggled most of conference play. I don't, I don't know about that, and I don't know if st- stats would back you up on that, T-Rick, but I will say the last month 
He said Williams and Ivy haven't played mo- well for most of conference play. I, I don't think that's a fair statement. Um, yeah, but he still played pretty darn well, and I think he's still. I mean, he's still a guy that much of the nation sees one of the best players in in America, even though he's not playing well. Um, but I do think the last. So Williams, let's look just at a at a, a micro shot. The last three games Williams has played for, played bad versus Michigan State, played bad versus Wisconsin, played bad versus IU. Ivy had one of those, well, he played pretty well at times in Wisconsin. Ivy ended up with 22 points, I think, was Wisconsin, against Wisconsin. Um, so, I, I, and Ivy and Williams, I don't think I'd, I'd paint with such a broad brush myself on that. But um, let's see. Uh, Theodore Berkey says, I think they're struggling mentally more than anything. It messes with everyone else and makes us worse. I, I think the mental, everything's between the ears with this team. Talent's not the problem. It's just not. They, they've got a lot of player, good players, and they've got guys that can make plays. Um, but they're just not They're not clicking. I don't know how else to say it, right? They um, Maybe it's because they're playing teams that know exactly who they are. But I keep hearing people, maybe you guys have heard this too. I keep hearing people say things like, yeah, this Purdue team is going to be much better in the tournament. Hummel said it today because he thinks that they're not going to play another team with two big men like IU with – uh, well, I don't know if he's talking about Race Thompson, Trace Jackson Davis, or Michael Durr. Um, so they have three bigs. But none of those guys are seven-footers, right? There, there are teams that have good big men. Right away, I think of Florida and what's the other team that we said has the two? They're kind of lanky. They have two. Auburn. Florida and Auburn have good big men. Arizona has good men. Obviously, if they're playing Florida, Auburn, or Arizona, they're probably in the round of eight at worst. Um, USC has a good big man. Um, I don't think that's a fair thing to just say, well, Purdue's playing the best big men. I mean, the conference has good bigs. IU is not exceptional um, when it comes to big men. Trace Jackson Davis is a is a good player. But Trace Jackson Davis being crowned a player of the year candidate early in the year, I think was a gross overstep. I, 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 I mean, he's a good offensive player. He kind of wilts in the clutch and he has a hard time guarding strong big men like he's doing his best i give him that like because he's outweighed by most of these guys and he's not as long as him um but i think it's a silly thing to put him up in the truly elite class so um so i i i think that i think what i wanted to see from this purdue team today i didn't see it is that a make-or-break thing? No. I wanted them to come out and absolutely bloody IU's mouth. I, I wanted them to play like it looked like they were in the first half. Remember, they had a 12-point lead, and they evaporated. It got down to four right before the half. And then the second half, they had an eight or a—I think it was an eight-point lead, and it went down to a deficit. That's a problem. And this is what Painter has talked about all season in that this team mentally— is not tough and not consistent. When they get a lead, they don't keep doing what makes them great. In fact, the guys that failed them in those runs were Ivy and Williams specifically making boneheaded plays. It was almost like, you're feeling good, let's go, something big's going to happen, and then they would just completely kill the momentum, completely kill what was working. This is what Painter's rub is for this team all season. Like it was Edie that got him there on one of those runs, and they stopped going inside. They stopped pounding the ball inside um, to, to Edie. And then Edie gets pulled. Williams comes down, played some pretty cute basketball, as Painter says. Cute passes, too much dribbling, uh, just not the way you're going to win if you're Purdue. So 
But the good news is Purdue walks away with a win. Uh, they've got a very, very good record heading the Big Ten tournament, 25-6, and 14-6 and six in conference. Um, so they will be the third seed, I believe. I think that's set. Wisconsin, of course, clinched Illinois. Purdue, then Ohio State, I believe, in spite of Ohio State, kind of careening into the um, – Iowa in front of Ohio State because of Ohio State's okay, um, so we're getting double. Okay, so they're both twelve and seven. He says, and Iowa has the tiebreaker. So, but Purdue's a third seed, um, and they will play. That means they will play on Friday, of course. I don't know what time that tip off would be for the third seed, and then they would play. I think you said you thought it'd be Penn State or Ruggers. They play. I think it's seven or ten. Yeah, so they're the seven or ten. So. I don't care. I don't care what they do at the Big Ten tournament. I'd like them to play one really good game, kind of uh, play a game to uh, get their minds right. And then if they play a hard-fought game and then move on to the tournament and have some time to rest and recoup, I'm okay with that. I can't. We can't say as Purdue fans that rest is what they need because I don't think that's the case. We saw with six days rest, they came out against Michigan State and couldn't get much done. We saw with not a lot of rest. They held it together, even though they look like they're struggling, especially versus Maryland. That was the end of that. I think they went 8-1 and one on that stretch where they had so many games in a row. Um, so I don't know if we can... I don't know if we can say that this team prefers one way or the other. I think as a um, as a coach, I think you probably want your team to be in rhythm more than anything. So... Um, We'll see. I put a poll on Twitter. Pretty interesting. If you saw it, uh, how many games, this, how many wins this Purdue team have left? It was almost even down the road. It was zero to three, four or five, six or seven, uh, eight to ten. So go ahead. The teams are either Penn State, Nebraska, or Rutgers because it's six, eleven, or fourteen. Okay, so Purdue will play Penn State, Nebraska, or Rutgers on that Friday game in Indianapolis in the Big Ten tournament. So. Um, Penn State, Nebraska, or Rutgers. Rutger. Obviously, we want to see Nebraska. Nebraska has been hot. Oddly enough, um, I, I wouldn't have as much. I don't really want any part of Rutgers, I'll be honest. So, uh, because losing, being one uh, out in one, I think Purdue, I think their seeding is still pretty volatile, honestly. Um, if they lose, they could be, uh, they could, I mean, I, I seriously think, depending on what other teams do in the conference title games, you could have three or four. Don't you think so? Um the, the computers have taken it out on Purdue recently because Purdue's schedule has gotten weaker as teams have lost. That's really the big thing. Purdue's body of work is great. They are not a two seed. I think they're probably a three seed, but I would go in and I'd go into that Big Ten tournament game say, acting like your life depended upon it. So um, they won't. And that's the thing. There's no urgency on this team at all. And if you guys haven't figured that out, that's probably the most frustrating thing about – I just realized my sunburn is showing – Went to LBD's uh, track meet today. Got a little sun here. The right side's a little burnt. It was like 70 degrees in Indy today. So, um, but thanks for tuning in. I hope you have uh, had a great day. Um, and uh, in spite of uh, Purdue making it a little bit uh, nervous, remember our friend Handel says um, winning ugly is fine. And I, winning ugly is better than a loss, but winning ugly this way time and time again. Seems to say a lot more than we're all willing to recognize right now, I think. So that's about it. Have a great day. God bless you. Hammer down. We'll talk to you soon. See you.